I need a corporal. You're it until you're dead or I find someone better. Hello, you beautiful bastards, and welcome to But It Was Aliens, the extraterrestrial investigation podcast where we decide whether it really was aliens. I'm your lead researcher for today, Kevin the Grey, and I'm here as always with my trusty diabolical co-host, Granville Moonwalker. How are you doing today, old sport? Quite well, sir. Quite well. Quite well, you say? Quite well, I say. Could you be doing better? I could. I could have a drink in my hand, but I don't. Wa-ching! Oh, I thank you. Enjoy your drink. I shall. Shall we talk later? It's all podcast. We can give it a try, chap. <laughs> It's time to get deep. I thought we were going to talk like this all podcast. It's time to get deep. <laughs> One foot deep, if you will. Also known as 12 inches. Moonwalker, are you familiar with 12 inches? Moonwalker. Your voice has changed. <laughs> so has yours. Yeah, it has. <laughs> Am I familiar with 12 inches? Indeed. Ooh, yeah. I bet you've handled a few in your time, haven't you? Subway's the best <laughs> i love subway ah oh, chicken tikka tuna the old school meatball marinara yeah, I was gonna say, you like balls before they uh, shrunk like, the balls you like 12 inches and balls yeah but they shrunk the balls hmm still good though yeah when i used to work there used to make them biggest i forgot you used to work there <laughs> you didn't even quit that job just left <laughs> you just stopped turning up oh to be young well that's what happens when they uh, catch you on that zero-hour contract. Yeah, zero hours are not good, man. That's some bullshit. Government, change it. They have. It's, I think it's now illegal to... Jesus, that was quick. ...have anyone on zero-hour contracts. People in support work are on zero-hour contracts, aren't they? They certainly were, recently. Well, all I know is that they maybe shouldn't be. I should really look into that... <laughs> I know of several placements. <laughs> hmm. Anywho, well, it definitely got changed in my sector. I know that. Yeah. Right. Well, let me introduce you to the story of Whitley Streber. It could be Streber, but I'm going with Streber. 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 <laughs> You're gonna do that. Uh, what was that doctor called last week? Doctor Levingood. Leving. <laughs> so Strieber is an American writer. I know you wanted to say Strieber there. <laughs> but I held back. Contained it. But I can still see your head moving <laughs> as you're going to say it and then think better of it. It was enough. Strieber. Strieber. <laughs> Strieber is an American writer, best known for his horror novels, including a tale known as The Hunger. Strieber grew up in Texas and lived an ordinary life, publishing The Hunger in 1981. In the early to mid-80s, this man was the next Stephen King. He then released a few less successful books, including one called Black Magic, before branching out into other genre. In 1987, things begin to get a little less conventional. Streber released a book co-authored with a space consultant and practicing witch before later that year stating that there was no co-author. There was no co-author. He admitted it. 
This man is honest. You have a thing for claiming honesty in your... your I've never done it before. I don't know what you're talking about. I was going to say, before you rightly said that he made it up, Mm -hmm. being a space consultant and practicing witch Mm -hmm. are two things that I would never think would go together. But when you really think about it, you've got like a cosmic awareness of powers and whatnot. So are you going to go to space and pa- practice witchcraft? Yes, that's exactly what I'm going to do when we finish this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> just... Honest Striber. Indeed. Yes. So a period of less success followed once more for Striber's fiction. However... <laughs> He released a different type of story in February 1987. A true story. As I said, Streber was supposed to be the next Stephen King until they came. So, Streber Streber, Mr. <laughs> Honesty. Yep. He's an honest John. Straight as a lamppost. He's How not... long is his... <laughs> <laughs> my, my innate want to rhyme nearly got the better of me there. <laughs> I was going to say, how long was it before he came out and admitted that the co-author never existed? Later the same year. Or was he pushed to say that? Ooh, I don't there, know. There is a big difference between just it coming was... out and saying it, or someone like blackmailing you into saying it, yeah, like it having was... evidence that that person doesn't exist. Hmm. Well, as far as I'm aware, he released the book, said there was a co-author a few months later, he decided to admit that there wasn't a co-author. Is that because... So was this book um, shit. popular? Was this one of the popular ones or was this Not a shit hugely. One? I so can, he had the hunger. I can see him coming out and saying, oh, there was no co-author if the book took off. Yeah. But, but then equally, I could see him doing the exact same thing if it didn't take off to try and drown out some more interest. Like, hey, that book's stupid. I'm not buying that. It's authored by a cosmic witch. So he's like... There was uh, no witch. That's oh, maybe point. I'll give that a shout. This guy used to have some talent. Yeah, yeah. I see your point there. Okay, so uh, who are they? They. You know who they are. Don't play coy with me. Is it like them? Them, they, yes. You know them. I do. So, Streber was in his cabin in New York in December 1985. Good to hear that. Pardon? 1985 was a good year. Oh. Yeah. Near me. <laughs> 84 was better. So the cabin was wood. It was a cabin. It was wood coloured. Streber was awoken by a peculiar noise. Was he being burgled, he wondered? Wait, wait, wait. I need a voice. Am I being burgled? <laughs> Oh no, I've gone cross-eyed. <laughs> Streber had just had a state-of-the-art alarm system fitted in his cabin that was wood-coloured and made of wood. I was about to ask. Yes, the cabin was wood and it was a cabin. is a state-of-the-art alarm system like in 1985? I'd imagine an alarm system that makes noise. <laughs> but what? It detects motion. Okay. So, you know, like in films like Mission Impossible, they drop down into the room with all the lasers around. I'm sure that was in the 90s. We're talking that real. (laughs) And with a perm. 
set up by a squirrel. So Streber opened his eyes to be greeted by a small creature. Squirrel. <laughs> it did not appear to be human. It's a squirrel. Streber describes it as compact. <laughs> Three and a half feet tall, blue, with a smooth round hat on. Yeah. That's one big squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> So, with a smooth so, round hat on. <laughs> Bunk. Smooth round hat. Yeah. Three and a half feet tall, blue, small round hat. So, is this... Blue. This little blue creature... Yes. Does it work in construction? <laughs> <laughs> I can't think why you'd have a smooth round hat on if you're not in... <laughs> is the hat yellow? Is it an alien? And is it like space construction? Did it come to work on his wooden cabin? <laughs> is the cabin complete? Ah, oh, the wood cabin. I have a question. Yes? How tall were the Smurfs? <laughs> Do you know what? <laughs> Did they ever come across real people? Was that like evil yeah. bloke? What was his name? I um, forget. I want to say Geronimo. I know it's not that, but it's not better. I want to say Voldemort. <laughs> Voldemort did not oh, like Smurfs. Gargamel. There you go, Gargamel. That's the one. Yeah. How tall were they? Were they up to his like knee or something? They were smaller, weren't they? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah, because I think he was able to pick them up and bowl them. <laughs> Him and Voldemort used to go to the bowl Solar Bowl. <laughs> So Smurfs are fictional and Papa Smurf's a bitch. <laughs> Let me continue. The Smurf rushed towards Streber's bed and then nothing. It was suddenly morning. Streber was disorientated and angry and did not know why. <laughs> <laughs> Just woke up mad. Yeah, he was strange. He was also sitting in the woods outside his cabin. What? His wood cabin that was made of wood and wood coloured. It was a lovely cabin. Mm. So what do you think? Did the Smurf switch places with him? <laughs> so <laughs> He body swapped. Can you remember on the episode... It's not even the episode. The beginning of the Flintstones. Yeah. Um, the dinosaur makes it into the house. Oh. And then um, Fred swaps places with him, like, and dumps yeah, it outside. Yeah, Has yeah. the Smurf done that to him? <laughs> <laughs> Is you it the Smurf's what? cabin... And has he been... You might have just cracked this story. Trespassed. You've completely turned it on its head. Maybe. <laughs> you know, I thought you might ask about the lovely cabin, but never mind. You clearly I'm don't care. fussed about the cabin. It's made yeah. of wood. And it's it, wood-coloured. And it was wooden. And it's a lovely cabin. It was a wooden cabin. That belongs to the Smurf. <laughs> it's a Smurf cabin, if you will. Three and a half feet tall. So Streber did not know how he ended up in the woods. So a few months later, Streber was hypnotised and terrifying events were uncovered. These events were to become the subject of Streber's next book entitled Communion. Are you ready for shit to get real? How is it not real already when you have a three-foot <laughs> smurf that dumps you outside on your ass? 
How is that not real? Because it's going to get more real. That's just semi-real. Is there going to be an army? That's on? like dangling on the edge of real. Ooh, I'm intrigued. So I am strapped in. <laughs> I am ready for shit to get real. You were about to tell me to strap in, weren't you? No, I was going to say Streber. <laughs> Streber. I'm not fond of straps. <laughs> Pray tell why. They get in the way. Yeah, that's right. Okay, I'm going to leave this. Mm -hmm. Probably best. Continue. Streber knew something wasn't right, so not too long after, he sought a hypnotist, as I said. Under the hypnosis of Dr. D.F. Klein, Streber recollected being floated out of the bedroom into a waiting ship, waiting above the thick woods. They were also wood-coloured. Okay. Streber arrived in the ship and was surrounded by four beings. A small robot-like being, a short stocky type, a slender-looking chap with slanted black eyes, and finally, a being with button eyes. I was trying to uh, put them all together and think of something that they would be like, but I can't. There's too many too random many <laughs> elements, like characters here. Do you know what? As I read this back to myself, I start thinking of, was it Gundaya McKay when the lady got lifted out of the window? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this was obviously decades before that, wasn't it? Floating out into yeah, the ship. Yeah, so we've got form here. But the four beings. Yep. So you've got a robot. Yep. A... Stocky bastard. I was about to say a stocky type. Yep. <laughs> You know those Slender stocky types? And button eyes. Yep. Nothing's coming to you, is Nothing's it? coming to me <laughs> at all. I'm, I'm going to have to let you carry on, and I will see what comes to mind. So, through the sessions, Streber recollected being subject to extreme medical testing. How extreme? You're about to find out. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to get to this in my own time. <laughs> it is very extreme, let me tell you. Oh, it's extreme. Oh. <laughs> uh, too extreme. Too extreme for TV. <laughs> I'll give you that. Yes. So once in the ship, Streber exclaimed that the ship was filthy. <laughs> <laughs> he must have been shouting because Streber heard a voice ask... What can we do to help you stop screaming? Streber responded, You could let me smell you. What? A figure presented his hand to Streber to sniff. Streber inhaled and it gave him exactly what he needed. Streber was calmer. What? <laughs> sniff, sniff, y'all. If someone said to me, what can we do to help you stop screaming? <laughs> Get me the f*** off this ship. Nope, that's where you're going wrong. All you need to do is sniff them. Take a whiff and you'll be good. <laughs> if you smell. <laughs> exactly what I thought. Uh, that's so weird. Like, there's no point. What did it smell of? Well, <laughs> I can't get ahead of myself here. First, I don't like the way you looked at me there when you said that. <laughs> but <laughs> next time I'm going to the doctors, can I sniff your hand? No. <laughs> but it give me what I need. <laughs> I, so... <laughs> Should I continue or... 
So Strieber. Hold on, hold on, sorry. Just compose myself. What does smelling the hand do? Calms you. It didn't Right. It did. It said it made you said it made him calmer. Yes. But you also said it gave him exactly what he needed. To be calm, yeah. Is that what he needed? He needed to be calm because he was screaming. And so, if you struggle, it's worse. <laughs> but I don't want to give the game away just yet. I'm going to let you continue. So Streber described the creature... Because I'm as, struggling. Streber described the creature as smelling like cardboard and cinnamon that was alive. I think later on in the book, Streber described... Sorry, he explained that he wanted to smell the creature to help with his memory. He thought it would help him to recollect. If I was in a potential life and death situation, I would definitely be making sure to sniff whoever or whatever it was attacking me, because you know these bastards are wiping your memory. Oh, so he was... uh, He sniffed it to help his memory later on, because he knew what was coming up. Like sometimes when you hear a song or you catch a scent of something, it jogs a memory. Yeah. Is that... And in a state of absolute panic and a crazy experience, Streber, the trustworthy man has the clarity of thought to sniff them. What a guy. Clever. So after sniffing the hand, several figures began running around. Streber noticed a box. What's in the box? <laughs> Don't open the box, Streber. What do you think's in the box, though, son? Ooh, what is it? Is it a head? It's not a head, <laughs> but it's a fine guess. Ooh, is it a hand for him to sniff? No, <laughs> even better. Does he open the box and get proper tripped out? Like he opens the box and sees himself inside the box. That would be amazing, but no. But would it God, though? that would be better, in fact. Oh, I don't know, actually. So, <laughs> Streber saw a large, long, lengthy, girthy needle being pulled out of the box. I do not want to know where that needle is going. You're going to find out anyway. <laughs> The creature slipped the needle into Streber's head. You weren't thinking of that, were you? No, I wasn't. <laughs> it I'm, was a- I'm kind of relieved it went into his head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, could have been far worse. So it was at this point that Streber realised he was being shown an enormous grey scaly object with wires on the end about a foot long, so 12 inches narrow and triangular like a ribbed dildo. What do you think they did with it? I don't want to. <laughs> so I took it away, only to put it back harder. <laughs> oh, I, I know exactly where that's going. Did you read the title of this episode? Because I feel like that might be cheating. <laughs> I did. <laughs> so. Oh, so oh, here we I, go. I don't want to say I feel for him. You're, you're about I, to. I don't want to feel that for him. But. I was just about to say I feel his pain I don't feel his pain I don't ever want to go through what he's about to go through He's (laughs) about to go through What I assume he's about to go through So they took the device They turned that sunbitch sideways And they stuck it straight up His candy ass (laughs) Streber felt it swarming As if it was alive (laughs) Swarming uh, he thinks wrong. now <laughs> that it may have been taking samples of his poop. Why didn't they just get him to poo? <laughs> <laughs> That's such a good question. 
<laughs> what if you didn't need to go, though? They had to be sure. Get laxative. <laughs> Feed him. Just ask him. So he felt at the time like he was being raped Not and he surprised. felt anger, rage, fury. He could feel it swarming into him as if it was alive. Oh, so grim. Now, I'm not being funny here, but would a dick not feel like it's alive moving around in your butt? Moonwalker, I'd like you to hashtag probe this for us. Kev. Yes. <laughs> would it not feel like if a dick was in your bum? <laughs> yes. Would it not feel like it's alive and moving around in your butt? <laughs> Isn't that exactly what I just asked you? Yeah, I'm now probing, so I'm asking you. <laughs> That's brilliant. I, I might probe that. Son. <laughs> if a 12-inch dick was in your butt, moving around, would it feel alive? Hold on. I just need to call a friend. <laughs> Hey Siri. No. Call Kev. No. No, 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 no. Kevin. Kevin. Call Kelvin. <laughs> Call Kelvin, not Kevin. Uh, uh, cancel that, Siri. I'm not answering. Was it Kelvin? Sorry, I'm having trouble with the connection. Please try again in a moment. That's fine. So, Kev. Yes. <laughs> How would it feel? I asked right, you. I think we need Quitsies. to leave this. We. we so it must. I can only imagine that it hurts. Yep. And the anger, rage, and fury that he feels. Mm -hmm. He is he getting put back like at the front of his cabin shortly after this. So when he wakes up, he's still feeling that anger. Like from I this. think that's kind of the thought. Yeah. Hence why he woke up feeling angry and he didn't know why. So Streber believed the probe was a living creature until it was removed. He was surprised to discover it was a robotic device. Streber had been violated. He also recounted having a blood sample taken via finger incision. But honestly, this one is all about the probe. Oh, I have a question. Yes. When was this? Um, 86, wasn't it? Okay. Not what I was thinking, but also still ties in. Do you think this is where the Matrix got the idea of oh, that the belly button? Thing? Yeah, yeah. That they shoot inside. Do you know what? Around and Genuinely, all. could be because Communion was like a big success, very well known book. And then obviously, like when it they pull yeah. it out and throw yeah. it on the floor, it goes back into that yeah metal thing. Could well be. All right. So once he'd awoken. All Streber could remember was a barn owl staring at him all night. Barn owl, son. <laughs> Whenever there is a barn owl, it's aliens. Oh, was it Jeffrey? Lord Jeffrey. Me and Jeffrey are on terms, son. <laughs> You're on what terms? Bad terms? We're on terms. <laughs> I can call him Jeffrey. Can you do me a favour and ask Jeffrey whether, if he had a 12-inch dick in his butt, <laughs> would it feel alive? I want that owl. 
also, there are many, many cases where at first following an incident, all people can remember is an animal, and very often it's a barn owl. Could this be the mind-displacing memories it can't quite comprehend into something more understandable? Something with big eyes? Have you seen a barn owl? So, one, this is the first time I'm ever hearing of people, like, seeing owls after an experience. Like, I've never heard of that before. But I suppose... I've got about four probes coming up that all mention owls, plus one we've already done. What if... The owl is not, I don't want to say save diva, but it's the thing watching over you. So either the owls <laughs> are with the aliens or they're protecting you they're from like, the aliens. They're like the Mothman. They come before tragedy strikes, before you get a 12-inch probe in but your ass. But they see them afterwards. Yeah, but they probably saw them during the time. They just can't remember at first, but they can remember the owl after. Maybe the owl came to save them and it's watching over them. <laughs> I knew Lord Jeffrey was good. Didn't Lord Jeffrey attack people in the cabin? No. <laughs> and his minions. Do you see how majestic he was? Doesn't mean he was. I think royalty can often be majestic. That does not mean they don't go to war. How dare you besmirch Jeffrey's how name? You would freak out if Lord Jeffrey suddenly appeared at that window. Right oh, yeah, now. I'm not denying <laughs> that right now. I would. If I turn around and he was there, I would freak the f out. And then I'd be like. Son, it's Lord Jeffrey. And if he stood the same way he stands in that picture, I, I'd die a happy man. <laughs> that but, is one yeah. majestic owl. Barn owls. These bastards are scary. I'd rather see the alien. <laughs> <laughs> Sod that. Have a question. They're probably f- potentially more friendly as well. Have a question. Shoot. Would you rather... See Uh-oh. the bar now, <laughs> or would you rather see the alien and go through what um, oh, Shreva went through? Okay, I take it back. <laughs> I don't want to find out if it feels alive. So, Continue. the doctor was shocked at what he heard during the hypnosis session and diagnosed Streber with a type of epilepsy which causes hallucinations. Streber contested this diagnosis and believes what he experienced was real. Streber made no conclusions at the end of his book as to what it was he experienced, though. (laughs) Other than taking 12 inches in the rectum. (laughs) The perception was that it was alien abductors, but Streber referred to them only as the visitors. After this experience, Streber got a little obsessed with aliens. Streber actually released a follow-up called Transformation, which was at one point removed from the non-fiction charts on New York Times. Streber to uh, fiction. <laughs> yeah, Streber was not happy, exclaiming that his book was a true story, and this was the type of blind prejudice that has hurt human progress for many generations. He wrote another three books about aliens, so that's four non-fiction books in total. I think in all he's written nine alien-themed books. So this is some pretty convincing stuff thus far. No, no, painful stuff. Not too convinced. I'm convinced it was painful, and that convinces me. Um, the epilepsy which causes hallucinations. Yes. Ow. Um, can't say I've like I have heard of it. That's a lie. I can't say I haven't heard. Yeah, of it. I've heard of it. I've come across it actually. Please explain more. I can't. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. <clears throat> 
We don't have other jobs. We're no. just podcasters. <laughs> I literally want to know if there's any type of, like, does something happen before they see the hallucinations? That I'm aware of, but they can be followed by epileptic activity. I have epilepsy. When was the last time you had an epileptic seizure? When was the last time I clobbered someone at football? <laughs> Are you about to make a connection to the monk in Meme Machine? Yeah. <laughs> I just see red. I see monsters. <laughs> it's fine. No, I believe in monsters. I do have epilepsy, but I've never had a hallucination that I know of. Um, nine books. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're a writer and it's, I wouldn't say it's your job, but it's what you do, you can bang out nine books quite, I wouldn't say quite easily, actually, that's that's taking that stretch too far. But if you're hallucinating as well, and your books come from those hallucinations, that's what's happened here, isn't it? I don't know <laughs> that it is. Should we move on? Yes. So you'd think the abduction was it. But there is still more to this story. Sorry, did I say story? I meant truthful account. In his 1995 truthful account book, The Secret School, Streber remembered that between the ages of 9 and 19, he and a few other children went to a secret school. I bullshit. <laughs> that was somewhat high-pitched. There is no way, like, at the age of... Maybe six, seven, eight. There are bits and pieces that you don't remember. Sunday school. Up to 19, you're, you're remembering that. I mean, there's been some nights that I've forgot simply because we've drunk too much. There's plenty of those. I would remember if I went to a secret school. Or would you? Yes, I would. So at secret school, the teacher was known as the ancient one. The school was a wooden cabin <laughs> made of wood <laughs> in the shape of a cabin, wooden coloured, located in the almost basin of San Antonio, Texas, and class was held in the dead of night. Lessons at the school included the mystery of Mars. Was Mars once like Earth with life and what can we learn from it? Angels. People walk in the planet with wonderful wisdom, which is clearly what I am. Fear! How fear must be overcome to enable us to learn. Shamanism! A journey from life to death. History! How our past choices shaped our future and our lost advanced civilizations. Time travel! That we may master time to better ourselves. And finally, the future! Ooh. Time travel is not our only way to predict the future. Science can help us identify where we are heading. <coughs> your face looks like a clenched up bum hole right now. <laughs> I feel you're struggling to take that all in because it's quite mind-blowing. I'm smelling a lot of bullshit is what um, is why that's happening. This secret school didn't happen, did it? <laughs> <laughs> I just told you it did. No, it didn't. <laughs> it's very dismissive of you. Does has anyone else come forward about this school? Does he have proof of the other students that went to this school? So Streber didn't remember any of this until he started making money on communion. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like some pretty complex shit for a nine-year-old though, doesn't it? Certainly does. And why would anyone go to school in the middle of the night? What about sleep? 
So these classes that he attended, mm-hmm. if they were taught all of this from the age of nine to nine, nineteen, yeah. what happened after he was nineteen? Like I don't understand the point of teaching him all this only if you're to only to hmm. wipe his mind after. Makes no sense. Yeah. And why maybe remember? maybe like, they had their minds wiped because they weren't good enough. Like you perhaps those who show the skills required and take on board the lessons taught get called to a higher plane. Streber got probed and sent back down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> Riglin. I think uh, he has literally just made this bullshit up to make money and write more books. It's an interesting theory. Truth. So, this pretty much brings us to the end of what I wanted to present about Streber. It's at this point we look to key points, motivations and science. Streber's motivation could be financial, as you suggested. His book, Communion, was a number one New York Times bestseller. (laughs) Before it, he had tried experimenting with different ideas when times were tough. After it, he may have written approximately nine other alien-themed books, as I said, and two screenplays too, Ah. one of which was Communion, the shitty Christopher Walken film. There's a Christopher Walken film about it. Oh, it's generally awful. Awful. If we have time at the end, I might try and pull up on YouTube. I've heard of a very bad Christopher Walken film. There's a bit. Is it this? It might well be. Because there's a bit in the film where they talk dirty to each other. It's this. Oh, it's... Yeah. Because apparently just hearing him try and talk dirty with the other woman... It's it's actually, generally, I looked into this and I was going to include it here, but I didn't think for time I could. But yeah, they ad lib. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he tries to get her to say like a sex word. I can't remember what it is. It's like come or boner or erection or something. And she just can't. <laughs> and then she does. And then, oh, yeah. I'm just imagining Christopher walking like, Do you know, kind like, of dance walking up to her. So Streber was a writer to begin with. What are the chances of a writer looking for his next hit being abducted by aliens just in time to write about it? I guess Streber would say that with his earlier experiences he was perhaps subconsciously primed to be a writer. But we have to consider that Streber is a writer who found his niche. He nuzzled in the titty of alien pretend non-fiction. Any other ideas on motivation? Nope. Money. Like you said, he found what worked. It's like he hit the jackpot. And he could keep punching his ticket. And that's what he done. Like, I mean, you come up with this book, Communion. Mm-hmm. New York, number one. Like, New York Times, number one bestseller. Is it number... Yeah, it is number one, isn't yep. it? Yep. Very, very popular book. And then... People believe it's true. Immediately after, you start remembering all this other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Slightly suspicious. I mean, slight is an understatement. So looking for science, you monster, Streber explained that he woke up paralysed, right? How many times have you woken up like that after a few too many Lambrinis? I've never woken up paralysed after a few too many Lambrinis. You must have. I've woken up with very deep hangovers. <laughs> like, I mean, when we're poor, we need, we need a drink and we're heading now. You can get a massive bottle of Lamborghini for £3. It's a good... I'm going to say it's a good drink. <laughs> oh, it's the worst. It's like It'll suffice for a night. Oh, the hangovers were real, though. 
But there have been times where I have from sleep paralysis. Mm. Which is Son. a horrible thing. Sleep paralysis, crazy dreams, epilepsy. You've been abducted. No, I haven't. Do you see owls? You're obsessed with bloody Lord Jeffrey. Son. <laughs> All the signs. Son. Son. I've not been abducted. I have not been probed. Oh, one day you're going to start remembering things of writing books. No. <laughs> you're starting to twinge now, aren't you? Your butt's, Is your butt clenching? I'm going to close this file. <laughs> I'm going home. <laughs> so, you mentioned sleep paralysis. Yes. Another possibility is hypnagogia. Our good friend, the transitional state between being sleep and being woke. We've got to do an episode around that at some point. There are so many cases of abduction and even possessions and hauntings where that comes up. My worry, though, is that once we start exploring this shit, it's going to start happening to us. I'm going to be laying there, sleeping in my disco pants, and suddenly I'm going to hear a voice. Open my eyes and there's a frickin' barn owl in front of me fetching to mine my <laughs> arsehole. <laughs> I mean... So can you explain to me what mining an arsehole is? No. <laughs> Hypnagogia? It, yeah, it's um no. so sleep paralysis. Oh, is what it is, is that the between yeah, your term. mind is going crazy like you're awake but your body isn't quite awake. Yeah, therefore so you can't move. move. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you have that moment where it and kind then of you like your dreams moves. yeah, and yeah. You, like you have dreams coming into effect and whatnot. It's quite scary how many times I've had that. <laughs> one of the owls scariest ones I've I'm going to start sending you pictures of owls before you go to bed is when I was 13 yes. and I was asleep and I couldn't move mm-hmm. and my quilt was actually over my head as in I was as if someone was trying to suffocate me and I couldn't move and then all of a sudden I was able to move how old were you sorry? about 13 who did you live with? I uh, lived with my nan and granddad at the time. Hmm. Had you pissed off your granddad? <laughs> no. <laughs> right. So Strieber ultimately has concluded that humans are being led to a higher level of understanding within the multiverse via these creatures and smurfs. Now, if having things shoved up my ass will lead to a higher level of understanding, nope. I'll stay dumb, ma'am. I do not understand. Papa Smurf can keep his secrets. <laughs> I, I just, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm not interested. Yeah, I, I would have to agree with you. Some people would say that we are being closed-minded about not having things shoved up our ass. I'm happy own. to be closed-minded in yeah. this case and... Also have a closed ass. Literally anyone out there can do anything they like. I will never judge anyone for it. As long as you don't cause any harm to anyone else, do what you like. But don't push it on other people. You do you, man. I don't mind if you're a meat eater, vegetarian, vegan, gluten-free. Just don't force other people to be what you are. Be yourself and be happy. Do you. Do you, y'all. You. So Streber later came out to say that he regretted going public with his story. Can I ask you something just before you continue? Sorry, it just came to my head. Yes? Has Papa Smurf been probing you? 
Not me. I'm not the one who suffers with sleep paralysis. The more I say that word, the less I can say it. I'm not seeing Smurfs. Yet. You're still at the owl stage at the moment. Oh, if I... <laughs> <laughs> I'm paralysed tonight and I see a Smurf in my dream. I'll be so happy. Oh, I'm going to come back and slap you. Uh, I'll take it. <laughs> so Streamer actually legitimately appeared on Larry King in America after his transformation book. He nearly had a fight with Larry King. They were literally shouting at each other. It's an uncomfortable interview. <laughs> Is that because Larry King knew it was bullshit? Pretty much, yeah. He weren't <laughs> having any of it. And Streber was very adamant that it was real. Larry King was like, get the bleep out of here. So Streber has gone on to share that his problem in life is that he's compulsively honest rather than being a compulsive liar. He's undergone brain scans and no abnormalities have been found. So finally, in deciding whether it was aliens, let's look at his character. So, anyone that constantly says, I'm, I'm a really honest person, I am. I'm honest all the time. I will never tell a lie. <laughs> They're lying to your face. Yeah, fair call. They will... Definitely lie. They are lying right now. And this is exactly what Streber's done. Streber. So, <laughs> Streber, there you go. In communion, Streber wrote that he told his friends for years that he was present at a well-known American mass shooting that actually he hadn't been at. See, this man is honest. <laughs> he admitted he wasn't there. In his later book, Transformation, Streber explained that he changed his mind and had witnessed the shooting. Streber's mother then confirmed that Streber was not on campus the day of the shooting. <laughs> See? These experiences have left this man confused, damaged with a lovely wood cabin. Later on in his media life, Streber explained that his butt wasn't diddled. Yes, he used the word diddled. <laughs> it was. <laughs> the biggest factor known in this story, and he tries to now say that it didn't happen. Come on, Whitley. We know what went down. I think what happened was they got a little self-conscious at being laughed at. Who uses this term diddled anyway? <laughs> diddled. diddled. <laughs> I wasn't diddled. Oh, they diddled me. I didn't diddle those children. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> so he's uh, Chopman changing his story. He's flip-flopping around. He is flip-flopping, yeah. I can't deny it. Unlike that dildo that was in his ass, flip him. flop <laughs> Well, that was flipping and flopping inside. Oh, um, the wriggler. <laughs> so, was he there? Was he not there? He can't seem to make up his mind. I think we're about to make it up for him. <laughs> this guy is just so, bullshit, isn't he? There are other stories about this guy that I simply don't have time to share today. Today, he has a podcast and continues to write. So there we have it. Secret School, Abduction and Probe. Several books, a couple of screenplays, shitty Christopher Walkden movie. What are your thoughts? I kind of want to listen to his podcast, but at the same time, don't want to listen to his podcast. <laughs> really Streber, leave us a five-star review, please. And we'll listen to your podcast. Absolutely. And I will change my mind... Change it for us. Convince us, Streber. Yeah. Give Can, us more. Because right now, it's not aliens. So you're saying that... Can you make that a little bit clearer, please? I need Streber to reach out to us and, and convince probe. me 
that his story is true before I will admit to it being alien. So it's not a no then? It's a full on no. <laughs> <laughs> it's a stonk on of a no. It's so. 12 inches of hard no. <laughs> All right. And you can put that where yeah. you want, Streber, except up my butthole. I'm not saying that it was aliens. Kev will take it, though. But, <laughs> nope, not aliens. I'm right there with you on the 12 inches of no. <laughs> I think what sometimes lets these abduction stories down is the lack of physical evidence. I know that's a cliche, but if he had something in his ass, like he <laughs> described, right, that's got to leave a mark, right? Like all the wires and the wriggles. But to be fair to Streber, instead of aliens, could it be time beings? Time beings? What? So are these the children that have actually ascended the school, learn everything and are able to go between time? Potentially, yes. Well, that's the end of this hashtag probe. Thank you one and all for listening to our scientific investigation today. We have probed the shit out of this probe. If you guys want to help the show out, pop onto iTunes and leave us a five-star review. Help us grow. At the moment, we are a grower, not a shower. Every five-star review helps us shoot up the charts, and the better we do, the more we can look at ways to provide you with better content. If you'd like to suggest a story for us to look into, or tell us about your own experience perhaps, you can email us at butitwasaliens at gmail.com. You can tweet us at butitwasaliens. You can find us on Instagram via but it was Aliens Podcast. I've been your host today, Kevin the Grey. And I am still Granville Moonwalker! Again, thank you. And remember, if in doubt, probe. Hashtag probe. <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to ever explain why we do that? Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. Do 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 Wow. Say something dirty. Sucks. Come on. Say, say erection. Can you say erection? I'll never say it. <laughs>